Have you ever thought about co-hosting a podcast? I think it can make the experience of creating a podcast even more fun and a little bit less lonely. Today, I have two guests on the show to share about their experience as podcast co-hosts. It's Heidi and Emily from Second Story Window. Heidi and Emily are not only co-hosts, but they're also business partners and sisters. They co-host the teacher-approved podcast where they share research-based and teacher-approved strategies you can count on to make your teaching more efficient and effective than ever before. Heidi and Emily are also clients of mine, and it's been so much fun to be a part of their podcasting journey, and I'm really excited for you to get to meet them today and hear about what it's like to co-host a show. Inside the episode, Heidi and Emily share about what made them want to co-host a show rather than do individual podcasts, why they even decided to start in the first place, some challenges that have come with co-hosting a show, and then they also give us a little bit of insight into their planning process and how they prepare for their recordings. I cannot wait for you to hear all about co-hosting a podcast with Heidi and Emily. Your podcast is a powerful tool that serves your audience and your business, but how do you manage it all, bring in new listeners, and convert those listeners into customers? That's what this show is all about. Welcome to Podcasting for Educators. I'm Sarah Whitaker, classroom teacher turned podcast manager, and I'm here to help you get the most out of your show, all while making an impact on other educators. Okay, we are back with Heidi and Emily. Welcome to the show. I'm so glad to have you guys on. Hi, Sarah. (laughs) We are going to be talking about a really fun topic today that I have not never talked about with anybody on the show before, and that is hosting, co-hosting a podcast with somebody else, which is so fun. And you all are only the second people I've ever worked with who have a co-hosted show. So I'm just super excited to kind of get your view on how things are going and the logistics behind it and all of that. And I know other people will be excited to hear it too. So before we get into all of that, can you just give us a little bit of background for anybody who might not be familiar with you, just about who you are and what your business is, who your business is for. You all are sisters, by the way, (laughs) um, which is super unique and fun. So I'd love to hear just a little bit about your business. Heidi, do you want to go ahead? I will take this. (laughs) Uh, So we started, well, let's, I guess let's back up the train to the teaching part. So I started teaching and then like five years later, Emily started teaching the same grade level at the neighboring school. So we, like we, we're sisters obviously, but um, like there's five years between us. So we hadn't grown up particularly close, like. She was just a little pest, you know? <laughs> Big sisters. <laughs> she you? was born the week before I started kindergarten. So I had a whole life. Oh, and she was she ruined your she yeah, ruined your childhood. Yeah, ruined it. <laughs> so, the woes see, of being the younger sibling. Yeah, I'm the I'm actually the middle, but I'm the oh. like I'm the baby. I, I have an older sister. And so I I was the one who ruined my it. sister's life. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yep. <laughs> So we, uh, when we were teaching together, like it just made sense that we were doing the work together. And so that helped us get a lot closer and we <laughs> turned out we worked really well together. Uh, we had similar ideas about things. And then Emily was moving out of state and we knew we wanted to continue working together. And so that is when we launched our business, Second Story Window. And which started is, on Etsy, by Etsy. the way, <laughs> I just have to say like TPT was around at the time, but nobody was really using it. And so we were like, maybe Etsy. We'll do Etsy. (laughs) 
Yes. That was I not a great it. method, but that's what we started with. <laughs> so are are there still a lot of people who sell like digital resources on Etsy for like for teachers? Um, some, not a ton. Okay. It seems to be mostly homeschoolers that shop there, but okay. our store's still open and still still has sales there. So <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> so that's random. So cool. Yeah. And that's so fun that you all were teaching the same grade. I love that. Yeah, and it's it funny, like when you get older. This is how my siblings are too. Like you tend to get closer as you get older because when you're younger, that age gap just seems like so massive. You're at such different stages in life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so tell us why you decided to start a podcast when you did. Well, for us, we had always really wanted to do a podcast. We just thought it sounded like a lot of fun, but we were overwhelmed by taking it on. So we put it off year after year. And the reason- Emily's not exaggerating. She says years. Like we've yeah, talked really. about it for years. It just Which seems, is so common. Yeah. Everybody does that. They put it off for years. Yeah. It seemed, it seemed like such a huge undertaking, but we both love podcasts. So when we were trying to decide, like we need to be putting out some sort of consistent weekly content. That is what everybody says you need to be doing. We have a blog, but we're not consistent with it. We don't like doing videos. We're not going to be doing a YouTube show or Facebook lives. Like, But podcasting, we love listening to podcasts. So it makes the most sense to do weekly content in a format that you already love and use yourself. So it felt like the most natural fit for us and the most like where we could be ourselves was to do it, to do podcasts. So once we found out about you and that you could really help with getting over the hump of actually getting it launched, (laughs) we were like, we're doing this. I kind of I kind of signed up dragging Heidi behind me, if I'm being honest. (laughs) At first, she was like, are you sure that we have time for this? I'm like, we don't. We don't have time, but we're doing and we it anyway. we never will. No. We never will. It's so true. It's so true. And yeah. so we just did it. And we knew that if we got started with your help, and then we had you as our podcast manager, so there was in- some accountability helping us get it done every week because we just needed a little external accountability so that we didn't slip into the idea of, well, we could just skip this week. Yes. <laughs> you know, that, <laughs> ha- that has made slope. it. Yeah. yeah, that has made it so that we actually – started it and we've kept it up and we're completely committed to it now. And we love it. Like it is, it's not easy. There's some work to it, but we enjoy it so much. And the product afterwards, we're really proud of, and we love how it helps us connect with other teachers. Yeah. I like listening to our podcast. So I think that's a good sign. Like if I can listen to it. Uh, That is a great sign. It's a great sign. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Yeah. We're going to get into like how you all structure your show because I think I just love that you kind of have a structure that you follow, but you, it stays like interesting and engaging and I just absolutely love it. So did you have any other fears about starting besides like, are we actually going to have enough time for this? Uh, I think coming up with content and Emily will, (laughs) I was texting her last night. We don't have enough to tell Sarah. What are we going to tell Sarah? And she's like, (laughs) You say this every week, and then like my one idea turns into three podcast episodes. So yep, that's exactly what happens. She always thinks we don't have enough to talk about. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Yeah, and once you start talking, a million more ideas pop into your head. So it's every week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say those are like the most common things that hold people back is like time and running out of content and. You're fine on both ends. So, right. you. <laughs> I think I also was worried about like, what if no one cares? What if no one wants to listen? Yeah. I'm so always very scared of failure. So, I think the idea of like, we're going to launch this feels very vulnerable. 
But I think it has been a good experience for us to be like, hey, even if it's a small number that's listening to you at first, podcasting feels very personal. So the fact that anyone wants to sit and listen to your podcast feels like a huge win. And then even if your numbers are growing slowly, even if they're growing, that's exciting. It's so exciting. And I totally agree. I mean, sometimes I forget like when you get in this routine of recording episodes, putting episodes out, but then sitting back and being like, oh my gosh, like somebody can pick up their phone and listen to me anytime they want while they're on a walk or doing whatever. And that it is a very personal thing. And it's a very intentional thing. Like it's so much more, it builds so much more of a relationship than like liking a picture on Instagram. Like somebody is purposely coming to listen to you, which yeah, it's awesome. They're actually making the choice to come consume your content instead of just coming across it. Yeah, the algorithm isn't like <laughs> shoving it in their faces. <laughs> yes. Yes. Now, obviously, you guys are doing a co-hosted show because you run your business together. Did you ever consider like not doing it together? And <laughs> like, I know you were a little hesitant, Heidi. So like, was there ever a time, Emily, I, where you were like, I'm just no. going to do this thing on my own? <laughs> No. And other people did say that to us. Why doesn't just one of you do it? And then it's not taking both of your work time when you're both in a time crunch. And we never consider that because the the thing about Second Story Window is it's the two of us. And the only reason it works is because it's the two of us together. And we never, ever considered doing it without the other one. Yeah. We really I, have complementary strengths. So I feel like together it's a better whole than it would have been if either of us were doing it separately. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. That's awesome. Now, okay, let's talk about like the good, the bad, and the ugly when it comes to (laughs) co-hosting a show together. I know the first thing people are probably going to wonder is like, how does the tech work? What do you guys do? Like, what does recording look like for you? (laughs) Well, Sarah, yeah, Sarah can tell you that we've had a lot of errors recently. Including today, but yes, we're no, going. I'm, we're I'm going impressed with it. that that last episode got out. Okay, <laughs> I, I pre- we had to re record it once, almost another time. Instead, we gave a disclaimer on that one because we something was going on with the mic. Yeah, uh, that yeah. was a lot of headache. We're yeah. still having trouble currently today. We're recording this from our own houses, but generally, we actually record together in the same room at Heidi's house. She has a room from when we taught preschool that has all of her books in there. And so we just set up a little table in there and we have a Yeti microphone. And that's normally where we record together. And currently the headphones are not working there. (laughs) We'll have to sort that problem out. I don't know what's happening. I feel like we're tech cursed a little, but we're going to power through it. (laughs) Yes. But normally we do record together, which I think is probably unique even for a co-hosted show. And it, it does make it fun to do it together in person. And I think it's easier to kind of like bounce off each other when you get like, there's just a different energy when you're in the same room. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, I I can imagine. I think it's, I just think it's so fun. Like I would, I would love to do a co-hosted show in person. I think a lot of co-hosted shows, people started like during COVID where everything was through Zoom and they've never actually recorded together in person. So it's so special that you guys get to do that together. And I don't think we mentioned this at the beginning, but Heidi and Emily actually live in the same neighborhood. So yeah. they just <laughs> hop down to to the house, to Heidi's house yep. and, and record, which is so awesome. And like Emily said, they have a Blue Yeti and there is a setting on the Blue Yeti where you can kind of sit across from each other. Sitting across from each other is the best way to go about it. And it will pick up the sound from both people. So yeah, that's how we not, do it. Like not too complicated of a setup. There are other options as well, but I think it's 
I mean, for the most part, there have been some tech glitches, (laughs) but for the most part, for it being a fairly simple setup, I think it's worked really well for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. We've been lucky with that. Mostly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I know. I remember when you first started, one of the things you said was like, I'm worried that people are going to get our, like, they're not going to know who's talking. Can you share like any, the solution that you guys have found with that? Emily, why don't you answer that? (laughs) That's what we do. (laughs) We try and say the other person's name as much as possible. That's, that's the main thing we do because we do have similar voices. And also if you don't know us very well, when you listen, you're going to be like, wait, who is that? So we just try and say the other person's name anytime it feels natural. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's worked out really well. It took me a couple times of listening to you guys. And then <laughs> after that, like, and same goes for your listeners, I'm sure. Like once you've he- once you've heard the voices several times, you you're able to kind of recognize. But I think that's just such a great tip of saying the person's name. That's really the best solution. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, even probably in interviews, it would help if you do that sometimes for someone who yeah. maybe is listening to your episode for the first time and they can't totally keep track of who is who, you know, I think it can be helpful. Yeah. No, that's a great tip, especially if it's just kind of like a conversational type of episode versus like question and answer, question and yes. answer. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Can you give us a little bit of a glimpse into like your planning process? Like how do you each have like Like, do you sit down and plan together? Do you each have your own tasks that you do? How does that work? I think we're still just getting in our groove with planning because it's, I don't know, it was just a lot to have to figure out up front. I think we have a better vision now of like how to make it work, how to look at the calendar and kind of like look at things. Okay, what's upcoming for teachers? And then like, what do we have to offer that could help support them through that? Mm -hmm. That's kind of all we've done so far. Yeah, no, that's perfect. Emily, do you have anything? Well, it depends on the episode too. Like certain ones, one like one of us will take more of a lead on the planning than the other. Sometimes we talk it out together. For a long time at the start of this, we would sit and plan it out together. Now, usually one of us will take the lead in planning it out and then the other one will come through and start adding to it. Um, We are mostly scripted, I'll be honest, because we found we are not good. We try and insert what feels natural at the time, but we feel like we need the script to feel totally comfortable. Yeah. Maybe it won't always be that way, but that is where we're at right now. And we try really hard to make it sound not too scripted. (laughs) Yeah. I think think it sounds great. And I think like what you said, you do kind of insert your own conversational type of things as you go. And it sounds like a very – I just think it flows really nicely. It's a very nice – conversational feel. So do you have like a Google Doc, shared Google Doc that you guys use? Yes, that's what we do. And we have, I think our shows may be unique from some in that we like to do segments. And so because of that, we'll each kind of have different segments that we take more of a lead on. So for the morning messages, we like to start with a message at the beginning and we say it's just like at morning meeting in our classroom because we want to invite our listeners into, we wish we could hear their responses immediately, but we do share responses from some of our listeners who are in our Facebook group. Oh yeah. Tell tell everybody how you do that. Like how far ahead of time do you usually like ask questions. To it people. depends. Sometimes it's like two <laughs> the hours hour before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we're like, I hope someone responds. <laughs> and I, you guys get good responses. Other times we're trying to bank them so that we, so at currently we kind of have a little bit of a bank of questions we've recently asked in our 
in our Facebook group. So we've got questions to go. So then when we're working on our outline, I go in and put in the question and and the responses from the group. And then we've started doing a resource of the week. And I mostly have been scripting that out. We also do a tip every week and that will vary. It depends on the tip we come up with. If it's something one of us has more experience with, then that person will write it. And then at the end, we give extra credit. So we like to share something that we're like super into this week, just something more personal that feels like they're getting to know us better. And then we each obviously do our own for that. Yeah. I, lo- I just love your structure. I think it's it's just very unique from some of the other shows out there. And it really just ke- like really keeps you engaged throughout the whole episode because you're always kind of switching it up. Oh, but at sweet. the same Thank time, you. you know what to expect. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I'm obsessed with it. So. Well, we, we really did that to help with the planning because yeah. like it just felt too overwhelming to like, okay, now I'll script 25 minutes or, you know, 20 minutes. But right. Like, but if we could do segments, that just helped a lot with the planning burden. And maybe yeah. if we were we were doing more interviews, that wouldn't be as necessary. But we don't we haven't done many interviews yet. So yes, <laughs> but it'd be fun to ask, yeah, fun to like ask guests like what what are you giving extra credit to, yes. or do yes. you have a teacher tip that you can share? Like, it's a fun way to bring your guests into that too. But also your morning message, I think something that most podcasters struggle with is audience engagement and like kind of bringing it all together and feeling like your audience is actually a part of your show. And so I think that's just a really cool way to like involve your audience and your listeners every single week. I I think it would be fun to like hear your answer on your podcast. Yeah, that's the goal. And we've also started doing a listener question segment, but we're only doing it on weeks where we need a little bit more content. We don't want our episodes to run too long. So that's a sometimes segment that we stick in. And But again, it's another way to connect with the listeners and help them feel connected to the podcast. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, can you tell us where are you, like what's your main goal of where, like what action you want people to take usually when they're listening to your episodes? Like what are you hoping your listeners will do after they hear your episode? We have mostly been directing them to our Facebook group. We also send them to Instagram, but we're just not good at being active on Instagram. So we do find people who come there and say they came from the podcast, but it's much more that they come and join our Facebook group and they tell us, oh, I was, I heard it on the podcast. And so that's really fun because that feels a, like a really good way to get to know people. If they come to our Instagram, that feels a lot less community-based than a Facebook group. So oh usually gosh, the yeah. Facebook group is where we like to send them. Yeah, that's awesome. And what a good feeling when you hear people actually say, I learned about this Facebook group. I learned about you through your podcast. And that's why I'm here. Being able to see that ROI is awesome. Do you have questions that people answer when they come into your group? Yes. So we're yeah. so we'll say, how did you hear about this group? And so yeah. the, oftentimes it's that they've purchased a resource from us. But more and more recently, it's that they heard the podcast and I'll box Heidi. <gasps> Somebody came today from the podcast. <laughs> yeah. No, it's awesome. And I love that you know where you want to show up. And if that's not Instagram, then that's great that you're putting your energy into a Facebook group. And you're absolutely right in that Facebook is when you have a group like that, especially a group that is active. like that is much more of a community feel than being on Instagram. So I just think that's a good reminder for people. I know we're all like trying to be in all the places, but focus on one place where you can drive your listeners and start there. And then if you want to add to that as time goes on, you can do that too. Yes, absolutely. 
Yeah. Okay. Now that you have had, what ha- has it been about six months now? We've had it started in March, so we might be we might be like seven, eight months. Wow. Yeah, I know. Time flies. <laughs> <laughs> so what like what is your overall feeling now that you've had your show for several months? Like what has been the most challenging part and what are you loving about it? Like has it made your content creation easier in other aspects of your business? Things like that. The good stuff and the bad stuff. <laughs> the good stuff and the challenging stuff. For me, what I am loving is just the consistency of putting out something new into the world every week. Because if you haven't gathered from this discussion already, we get in our heads really bad. We're perfectionists. And so we have for a long time had things we want to talk about, things we want to share, ideas we have that don't make it out into the world because we didn't get that blog post written or whatever. And so I really like feeling like Every week we're getting new things out into the world that can help and connect with other teachers. And I just like that feeling of like, oh, we're doing it. This is, we're making this consistency. We're helping, we're helping other teachers and we're getting these ideas out of our head finally. So that's what I really like about it. What about you, Heidi? I love the feeling that we are contributing to teachers' lives. Like in positive ways, maybe we're helping support them through challenging things. As Emily mentioned, like we're very much in our heads. And that was a factor when we were teaching, like overthought everything to like the nth degree. But that I think has served us really well in the podcast because we could sit down and be like, okay, here's how to plan a class party. And here are all the million things you need to take into consideration that if you haven't had enough experience teaching, you maybe not know that this is an issue. Uh, so we're able to like take our experiences and maybe put them out there to help the teaching world that is so heavy right now. Like we just, yeah. we know that the burden is so heavy. And so maybe some, in some way we can help lift that a little bit. Yeah. So oh my gosh. That. Yeah. So well said. And you're so right. I mean, the impact, it's like this ripple effect, like you're putting out this great content that's like a very engaging PD session that people actually want to hear, <laughs> teachers actually want to hear. And so you're helping them, but then in turn, you're also helping their students. And so you are, you're making a really big impact and you're able to reach this wide range of people from all over the world, which is super cool to think about. And it does feel good to be able to like be consistent and show up for your people week after week after week. And it's a little bit, I mean, I'm the same way. I'd much rather record a podcast episode than sit down and write like a blog post from absolute scratch. (laughs) That feels intimidating to me. Yes. (laughs) So I love it. You guys are doing such a good job. And this is just like a testament to how much work really goes on behind the scenes. Because if somebody were to just listen to one of your episodes, they would hear this really great, well put together episode. But there's so much work that goes into it and so much overthinking, which I know everybody who's listening can relate to because Mm -hmm. (laughs) we were just talking about that before we got on. I get in my head all the time still, especially with solo episodes. So, I mean, it's a big deal to do what you guys are doing. So I think you're rocking it. Well, well, we (laughs) honestly, we would not be here without you. Let's just make that very clear. (laughs) Thank heavens for Sarah. (laughs) You would. And your team. Like, they're all amazing. Yeah. Yeah, They they love working on your show too. Like, the Holly, (laughs) who's like our main editor, she – is always like, I just love their structure of their show. And they just like, I know 
we're always so hard on ourselves. But like even from the very beginning, I remember she sent me a Voxer and she was like, oh my gosh, like this is their first or second episode. Like they're doing such a good job. And so, I mean, you really are. That was so sweet. Awesome. Yeah. And your team gets to hear the behind the scenes from yeah. like, hey, <laughs> hey, you said that way too fast. Do it again. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love – that's like one of the most fun parts about being able to work on shows is like hearing those little bloopers and hearing like yep. lots of heavy sighs is what I hear from people. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when you try to say something and it's just not coming out yep. the way you want to say yep. it, so you're repeating it for the fifth time and it's like – you know, it's fun to like be able to be a part of that behind the scenes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, before we go into the fun two questions that I asked my guests at the end, can you, because we haven't actually like talked about the name of your show and like <laughs> where people can find it, what day you release episodes, all of that. So can you just tell us a little bit about your podcast? So our business is called Second Story Window, but we felt that was maybe a little bit of a mouthful for a podcast name. <laughs> so, and it didn't really tell you anything about what the podcast is. So we went with teacher approved. And so our focus is trying to give teacher approved tips to elevate what matters and simplifies the rest. Like that is, that's our goal. That's in your your intro too. Like yes. I can hear it in my head as you were saying that. <laughs> yes. And we believe it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and we release our new episodes on Mondays. Yes. Perfect. Yes, so, so you have all week to catch up. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Monday, Monday's a good day because, yeah, like you said, you have the whole week. And, and it's a fun way, like for your loyal listeners, it's a fun way for them to be able to like start their drive to school on Monday morning. That's exactly how we envision it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's perfect. Okay. Well, I have two questions that I ask my guests that are just for fun. So number one is if you could interview one of your favorite childhood stars, who would it be? Heidi, you want to go first? I think I I want to interview the Golden Girls. Can, oh can my gosh. Yeah. And I'm old enough that I grew up watching the Golden Girls. I came that's, on Saturday nights, you know? Yes. Oh, that's such Emptiness a good one. came next. <laughs> um you're really yeah, dating just, us here. <laughs> it's just such a part of my childhood. And then yeah. like going back and watching it as an adult, you're like, oh, I did not understand that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so many of these shows you go back and watch and I'm like, why? Like I, that is not how I interpret no. it. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, I would one. love, yeah, I guess someday in heaven, we'll just have a little sit down and gab. Yeah. That, <laughs> yeah. They would be fun to hang out with. I love that no. answer. How about you, Emily? Um, I don't know if most people are going to pick they want to interview like their childhood crush. I would be scared even now to interview my childhood crushes. I- I'm just completely intimidated by that idea. <laughs> um, yes, even in a fictional podcasting scenario. <laughs> but what I would pick, honestly, if I'm honest, this is what came first to my mind. Maria from Sesame Street. Again, we're dating <laughs> ourselves here. But oh, my God. We grew up on Sesame Street. Oh, I have yeah. the most fondness for the adults on that show, I would yes. love to sit down and talk with Maria. That is – oh, my gosh. That is, like, <laughs> a great answer and definitely not one that I've had before. So I love it. The Golden I, Girls and Maria from, from Sesame Street. I love it. Yes. yes. Now so you really good. see what our yeah. personalities are like. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> oh my god, that's perfect. You guys complement each other very well. Oh, that works out then. <laughs> All right, and then number two, do you have well, like, what are some of your favorite podcasts right now? For a bit, it could be for business or for fun. We love podcasts. I think my go-to favorite podcasts right now are uh, Happy with Gretchen Rubin. That was the first podcast I ever started listening to, and it's still one of my favorite. And uh, The Lazy Genius with yeah. Kendra Adachi. Love both of those so, so much. Yeah. And then like my quirky niche favorite is um, The Thing About Austin, which is like a Jane Austen deep dive every week. And it's just like my heaven. It's my catnip. Oh, I love it so much. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. I learned about Happier by from you guys, actually. You talked about it. And well, I think we talked about it when you were setting up your show, but I feel like you've also mentioned it maybe in your podcast before. So I'm sure we have. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we just re- we just drop Gretchen Rubin quotes in our everyday lives because yes. we've listened for so long. So yes. it's true. Yes. It's a good one. How Everyone should go do their four tendencies quiz from Gretchen Rubin and then come talk to us because we love to talk yes. people's tendencies. <laughs> All right. It'll be in the show notes. Yes. (laughs) Well, Heidi stole the lazy genius. That's probably one of my favorite go-tos. And and Emily is is the person that introduced me, so I probably shouldn't have stolen her. Oh. That's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then probably my number one, and it's totally just for fun, is the Popcast. I love the Popcast. If you like – Somebody else talked about that. It's a co-hosted show, a guy and a, a guy and a girl. They're not married or anything. Who are just friends, and they just talk about pop culture stuff. And I've listened for a really long time, so it's one of those shows that the longer you listen, the more fun it is because they have so many inside jokes. Yeah, and that's my go-to. If they have a new episode, I always listen to that first because it just makes me laugh. Yeah, that's oh, that's awesome. You've got to have shows like that to just kind of get your mind off of work and just yes. have a, a nice, light, fun listen. Usually, it's getting me through carpool every day. Oh yeah, <laughs> yep. Do you have a long carpool line? I do because my kids are at two. Di- well, my kids are actually at three different schools, but my my youngest two are at two different elementary schools that get out at the same time, and it is a stressful. I have to get to one super early so I can get out of there quickly to get to the other oh one. Oh my god! Every day is fun for me. And that's every day. That's <laughs> yes. like a that's a lot of stress. Yes, it is. <laughs> Thank heavens for podcasts. Yes. Yeah. Seriously, where would we be without I know. podcasts? I don't know what we did before. Well, thank you guys so much for taking time out of your very, very busy days and being here and just sharing how podcasting has been for you. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much for having us. (laughs) Before we sign off, let's check out this week's shout out. Each week, I'm sharing a voice message from a fellow podcaster, and they could be your next podcast guest. After listening, if you'd like to collaborate with them, you can reach out using the information in the show notes from today's episode. If you're interested in being featured, head to podcastingforeducators.com slash voice. Happy collaborating. Hey, everyone. My name is Michelle Vasquez, and my podcast is called Stepping Into Special Education, where I help special ed teachers with strategies and support. If you're looking for a podcast guest, I'd love to come on to talk about all things IEPs or collaborating and co-teaching with your special ed teacher. You can reach me on IG at Stepping Into Special Ed. Go ahead and grab my info in Sarah's show notes. Take care. Have a good week. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. To keep this conversation going, connect with me on Instagram at Podcasting for Educators. I'm always looking for an excuse to talk about podcasting. If you're looking for support in launching, managing, or growing your podcast, 
check out my online course, The Podcasting for Educators Prep School at podcastingforeducators.com slash prep school. I'll see you here next time.